0: Welcome to Are You Quizzing Me? I'm Manit Nair with my co-host Aditya Kashyap. This is a Quizzing Trivia Podcast. Show. Join us as we dive deep into history, science, sport, pop culture and so much more. Let's get quizzing. And we're back. Uh, another day, another episode uh, of quizzing. But before we start off with the proceedings, there is the small thing that we have to get out of the way this uh, tiny pins and needles question that Aditya had posed to us last week. Aditya, what do you have to say for so, yourself?
1: This is going to have some spoilers for a movie. In case people haven't heard the, uh, watched the movie, please stop it once I mention the name if you don't want it to be spoiled. The movie that has the worst return on investment is A Million Dollar Baby. Vineet, if you have a baby which is worth a million dollars, why would you no <laughs> make a movie when their baby instead not wait for a few years and let the value appreciate to for it to be a billion dollar baby a billion dollar adult ah. perhaps for that matter, and what happens in the end that the million dollar baby dies? It's such a waste of money. I think it was wasted
0: of... Clint Eastwood is going to shoot you dead
1: <laughs> Speaking of Clint Eastwood, by the way. I think a movie which has had a great return on investment, a fistful of
0: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that yeah. one. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. <And laughs> now that's a surprisingly clever answer out of the way. Aditya, let's start you off with the proceedings with a question from you.
1: All this is going to be a very straightforward question. I'm not sure how straightforward the answer would be. Vineet, what is a micro-mort?
0: Micro-mort. Okay, let
1: me give a little bit more context. It's a unit of measurement. What is this unit of measurement for?
0: Um, Micro is obviously 10 raised to minus 6. Um, Mort is something that's 10 raised to minus 6. Okay. Uh, no, I'll need a clue. <laughs> i need a clue. I have, no, I have nothing to... Okay, uh, I'll
1: I'll no. tell you the micromot for For certain things and you can tell me if you know what that means, okay?
0: Okay.
1: Running a marathon is 7 micromots. Murder is 10 micromots. Skydiving is 8 micromots. Ecstasy is... 0.5 micromorts mhm any any clue as to what a micromort is uh,
0: something has kind of clicked and just mm-hmm. suddenly occurred to be mort is uh, a derivative of latin for death mhm uh, voldemort flight of death call back to a previous mm-hmm. episode uh mm-hmm. but so micromort would be 10 raised to -6 of death of you, you're pretty close you're I'll nodding to you. i okay you're very close you're I'll give it to you. it's <laughs> okay
1: it's the unit of risk which is defined as the chances of death one in a million so one in a million chances of death and it is 10 to two?
0: 6 is 1 million okay yeah, yeah, so yeah exactly minus so six.
1: analyze the risk of various activities you use a micro mod
0: oh so, okay so if you're saying 7 micro mods, so then that'd be 7 yeah. by 1 million so 7 in a million
1: 7 in a million chances so I use 7 for a marathon so uh. if in a given run there's 7 in a million chances if there were which basically just means if, if you ran a marathon a million times or if there were a million people who were running one marathon there's a chance that 7 of them would die or you out of the million times you ran, seven of those times you potentially could die. <laughs> so yes, uh, Marathon has a seven micro mod. Um, murder, homicide has 10 micro mods per year. And this is for specifically for England. So there's a 10 okay. in a million chances of, of, of being killed murdered by England. murder in a year. I would imagine this will vary based on which place and stuff, but this is specifically for England. Likewise, like homicide in Canada. Would be 15. And murder and manslaughter in the US is 48. So
0: US beings significantly more.
1: A couple of interesting other ones. uh, A lot of uh, leisure and sport ones. So scuba diving for people who have some level of training. That's 5 in a million chances per dive to die. Uh, Paragliding is 74 times. 74 in a million per jump. Skiing is very low, 0.
0: 0.7. When you express this in, um, you know, micro-mods, it just seems a lot scarier. Because if you actually, <laughs> actually told somebody that, you know, you have a seven in a million chances of dying in a marathon, you wouldn't think anything of it. But when you say you have seven <laughs> no, it it sounds very different.
1: I'll tell you, because the uh, chances of dying of any cause in the US... Is 22 in a million <laughs> per day. So that <laughs> itself is just 22 in a million.
0: So basically, you're, you, you are more likely, you are uh, three times more likely to die if you're an American than if you actually ran a marathon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure of the math on that, but that does sound funny and uh, poignant. Uh, I mentioned uh, ecstasy, which is 0.5 micromots per Tablet. So, if you take one tablet of ecstasy, that's 0.5 micromoles, five mm. in ten million in that case. Yeah. Whereas giving birth, oh boy, this is so scary. Is 120 micromoles. It is 120 in a million chances of dying while giving birth. So that yeah. is. Uh, I, I, Thank I hope God we're made. there are no expect- <laughs> I hope there are no expectant uh, parents <laughs> listening to this. And if you are. Hey, I'm sure these numbers are, are skewed yeah. <laughs> because of bad healthcare. So, if you are privileged enough to be listening to a podcast, I imagine you have access to good healthcare. So, take solace yeah. in that.
0: <laughs> that, was a, that was a great question. So, I'm going to shift to a slightly different question. Ultratech Cement Limited is an Indian cement company based in Mumbai, part of the Aditya Birla Group. It is the largest manufacturer of grey cement, ready-mix concrete and white cement in India. In the past, they've sponsored IPL teams like the Deccan Chargers and the Rajasthan Royals. In 2007, they were the main sponsors of which World Cup winning squad?
1: So, you're asking me who won the World Cup in 2007?
0: No, um, yeah, you can tell me the sport also. I mean, like, I'll give it to you if you can give me the sport. Two thousand
1: seven was the cricket World Cup as well, right?
0: Yeah, it was. Question is: Ultra Tech Cement sponsored oh. a team which went on to win the World Cup. Okay. So tell me which team.
1: Okay, so can I clarify or can I ask for this hint or clarification? Is it Cricket World Cup? No, it's not the two thousand seven. Oh, no, it's not interesting. cricket. What World Cup happened in two thousand seven? Boy, my sports uh, <laughs> lack of sports knowledge is going to show. Um okay let hockey, me just put it this by way chance? you
0: don't need sport you know you don't need sports knowledge for this i need a very specific answer you'll have to be a little huh. more specific but uh, you don't need uh, sports knowledge
1: is it the indian hockey team
0: but be they didn't specific. win
1: the world cup oh 2007 i know this this is uh, the chakdey <laughs> india <laughs> women's
0: hockey team <laughs> Yes, yes, it is the Chak Dei India women's, women's Hockey Team, which is sponsored by Ultra Tech Cement. Uh, for those listeners who are not Indian, Chak Dei India is a very grounded Hollywood movie, sorry, Bollywood movie, starring Shalok Khan, and uh, it's about a te- an underdog team which goes on to win the Women's Hockey World, Field Hockey World Cup. So, in the universe of the movie, they were sponsored by, by Ultra Tech Cement, so... This was something of a type googly of a question, but Aditya has successfully sidestepped the googly and hit it for a six.
1: Okay, let's go back to medicine, the medical field. Microbots had to do with death, so the medical field. All right. Okay, so the story goes that there were clinical mm-hmm. trials being conducted in the Morrison Hospital in Swansea. They were trying to cure. Pfizer was trying to cure. Pfizer was the one conducting mm-hmm. the trials. Was trying to cure hypertension. And angina pectoris, which I believe is an ischemic heart disease.
0: It's a symptom of ischemic heart disease.
1: Alright, perfect. So, they realized that this, this particular drug was not very effective in what they were trying to cure. However, it did have an unintended side effect. What did this lead to?
0: The first thing that comes to mind... But it's not exactly fitting it. But I'll just try that as my first guess. Are we talking about Sildenafel citrate? I, I think it is
1: Vi- the right <laughs> word. Yes, yes, yes. What is commonly known as? Viagra. Ah, yes, you are right. You are absolutely right. <laughs> Can't believe you through the technical word in my face, will you? Stop making <laughs> me look like an idiot.
0: <laughs> because Viagra is a uh, brand name. You are
1: right. You are absolutely right. Um, Vigra is the brand name I believe owned by Pfizer but yes. it is that compound that you speak of Silden... something, Silden apple citrate <laughs> that sound you just made yes that compound <laughs> is the one that is in question here you're right they realized that a lot of the men who underwent the trial were complaining of the side effect of uh, erections that were lasting longer than they were used to <laughs> and pfizer realized that this can be easily marketed for erectile dysfunction and that mm-hmm. brought about the introduction of viagra by pfizer and it has become one of the most uh, commonly sold drugs across the
0: world yeah yes uh, if you uh, this is something um, uh, you will have to probably fact check this because i'm saying most of this from memory but there are um, like everybody um, as you said most people don't know viagra as sildenafil citrate they know it as you know viagra and brand names have come very synonymous with the drug. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, you will have to fact check this. But I believe that heroin is a brand name.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And if I'm also not mistaken, adrenaline is a brand name.
1: Wow. The, All right, I would... the
0: technical term is actually epinephrine. Uh, adrenaline, if I'm not mistaken, is one of the brand names. Uh, I think it's Bayer. I'm not sure. You'll have to check it. It's from the turn of the century. There are a, there's a big list of, I have it somewhere, I'm not able to find it right now, but I have a list of these drugs, uh, which are now known by their brand names rather than their generic names, because they've become okay. so synonymous with the brand
1: name. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. That's a really cool little piece of additional trivia. Thanks, mate.
0: I think even okay. aspirin also belongs to that category, but uh, again, fact-checking may be required. I but think yeah, so. aspirin,
1: I, I am I'm also quite certain it belongs to that category, yeah. The other two, I'm I'm quite surprised. Heroin and adrenaline.
0: So, uh, 7-Up was intended originally as a delivery system for lithium, which was a mood stabilizer. Okay. Okay. Pepsi got its name because it was supposed to be, supposed to be, not very effective, but supposed to be to solve dyspepsia. Hence the name Pepsi. There are so many of these crazy uh, kind of formulations that people came up with in the turn of the century. I say turn of the century, I mean the turn of the previous century, not this century. Not, not, not. This <laughs> because I'm a child of I the mean, 90s and I still remember if the turn of the century is 1900.
1: That would have been really cool if if the, during our childhoods, like Coca-Cola had cocaine in it. Because that <laughs> would have been a fun little childhood then. <laughs> Unfortunately, Given the amount of it.
0: Coca-Cola that I consumed... I don't think I would have gone beyond uh, the age of 20.
1: (laughs) But man, those 20 years would have been something to write stories about.
0: (laughs) No, okay. Now this is going to be, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but uh, you've read Stephen King. Are you a Stephen King fan?
1: I have read some, yes.
0: Yes. So Stephen King has like two distinct phases. Uh, The first phase is the phase in the 80s where he was completely coked up (laughs) <laughs> and on alcohol. Like, uh, you know the mo- the book Kojo and subsequent movie yeah.
1: Yeah. Kujo? Yeah.
0: He doesn't even remember writing the book. <laughs> no, I shit you not, it's true. He's actually oh, admitted it in wow. interviews that he does not remember writing Kujo. But the fact is, if you read the his novels and collections of stories from that phase, na. They are just insane. So uh, we have Carrie, we have Kujo, Pet Cemetery. They're all from that phase. Insanely dark stories. Mm-hmm. Now that he's sober, the stuff that he releases is very tame. I'm I'm glad he is not addicted
1: to a substance like cocaine, which can which can be very harmful. But on the other hand, huh, it's a small loss to <laughs> literature, I guess.
0: No, <laughs> I mean, that... like, yeah, as it, <laughs> uh, as an, as, an uh, as a human being, obviously, yes, but. Uh, as they say, the best art comes from pain and from suffering. Mm. Uh, Van Gogh, <laughs> Stephen King, and you know they have. The, so it's a very, it's a, it's a controversial opinion, but I do prefer his earlier work.
1: All right. So I'm going to tell you a little story, and you can tell me what came out at the end of this.
0: Yeah?
1: Okay. So the year is uh, 1968, and uh, this little boy is quite sad because his parents are separating. To console him, Hmm. a beautiful piece of pop culture was created. What do I refer to?
0: This is 1968. Yeah. Uh, My mind wants to go to the Beatles' White Album. Okay, are this uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? But no, that's not Lucy. You said Boy, right? So then it'll be Let It Go. Let It Be, Let It Be. No. No, No. No, no,
1: no. So do you know the 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 parents separating, who am I referring to? I think that should be obvious.
0: Yoko hadn't come onto the scene yet.
1: Oh no, Yoko had, Yoko had.
0: Yoko had? Okay. Yes. Okay, Okay. Yoko was there. In this.
1: So it is, you're right, you're, okay. uh, you're close enough. I guess John Lennon was separating from his wife, Cynthia. Okay. Because his affair with Yoko had had come out.
0: Okay. 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 So then Lennon songs, right. which are practically half the disc- Beatles bio- discography. Uh, oh,
1: interestingly, not a Lennon song. Wait, what? Yeah. The, not a Lennon the separation, song. The separation is was Lennon, about Lennon. Lennon. Okay. Yeah. Any other clues? John Lennon had a son who was a five-year-old at the time and okay. McCartney was driving over to the house and on the way to the house, apparently he composed this song to com- console this little boy. I'll tell you the name of the young child. It was Julian. You're gonna you're gonna kick yourself in the butt when you hear what the answer is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let me ask it another way.
1: Which is the most famous uh, Beatles song you know, Vineeth?
0: The most okay, the most famous would be a little difficult because the Beatles are uh, there. Is... Okay, name three. Three,
1: three Beatles song quickly. <laughs>
0: Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, uh, uh, while my guitar gently weeps, uh, Let It Be. Like, I've already okay, two, two,
1: two more, two more. <laughs> then, apart from the ones that you've already named, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get it. It's, it's it's just you cannot not know this song. It's it's impossible.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Julian was also also called Jules.
0: Hey Jude. <laughs> is it Hey Jude? It's Hey Jude, it's Hey Jude, it's it, hey is Jude. Jude. Yes. it is Hey Jude Okay, now this is where I'm actually going to kick myself I did know this piece of trivia It just <laughs> hit me when I said Hey Jude The whole thing about Lennon uh, McCartney in the car Yes, I did know this Oh god, my memory is becoming like Swiss cheese now
1: <laughs> McCartney was apparently uh, writing or composing the song on the way over to their house when he heard of the fact that they're splitting up and, uh, and he had written it as a song, Hey Jules, which he eventually changed it to Hey Jude because he said that it sounded
0: better. Okay, so it's my turn to ask a question. This is a very uh, straightforward question. I think you'll get this quite quickly. Uh, cocaine Bear is a 2023 black comedy thriller inspired by the true story of a real-life American black bear which accidentally overdosed on a duffel bag full of cocaine. The dead bear is currently on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington, Kentucky. The unlucky bear has two nicknames. One named after a cartoon character and the other after an infamous individual. Can you tell me what those nicknames are? Yogi? No. Uh, Let's remember that this is a bear that died after uh, stuffing its face with cocaine. Scarface? (laughs) No. No. No? think more pun like it's not a straightforward nickname it's a pun okay both the names are puns it's, it's, it's a pun based on the name of a famous individual and a famous cartoon character
1: is the cartoon character bear as well because I'm trying to make a pun out of Winnie yes, the yes it is it
0: is, a, it is a bear it is a bear
1: <laughs> is it a pun on Winnie the Pooh by any chance
0: no it's not <laughs> of oh, <laughs> source <yeah>. but no
1: <laughs> so that's why I first said Yogi because Yogi Bear but yeah, it's not you uh, No, I would
0: I would suggest it's focus on the infamous individual, na. No? When you think of cocaine, who, who do you who do you think of?
1: I generally Scarface. So, but okay, but is it a fictional or non-fictional character person?
0: No, it's a real person. Some rock star?
1: I don't know. Some somebody?
0: No, did, no, uh, no, 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 no. Rock and
1: roll? Oh, no, 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 no. Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. <laughs> is it Pablo yes, Escobar? it
0: is Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> So one name oh, yes. is Pablo Escobar and okay. <laughs> uh, the other one, I'll give you the name of is the cartoon that, character if you you can tell me the the pun that is it. The yeah. cartoon character is Smokey the Bear.
1: Uh, Snorty the Bear? <laughs>
0: no. Cokey <laughs> the Bear. Koki the Bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Koki the Bear. On September 11th 1985 a former Lexington Police Department narcotics officer turned drug smuggler, Andrew Saucy Thornton II, was trafficking cocaine from Colombia into the United States. After dropping off a shipment in Blairsville, Georgia, Thornton and an accomplice departed in a self-piloted Cessna. En route, the duo dropped a load of 40 plastic containers of cocaine into the wilderness before abandoning the plane above Knoxville, Tennessee. Thornton was killed instantly when his parachute failed to open. According to the FBI, Thornton dumped his cargo because the load of two men in addition to the cocaine was too heavy for the plane to carry. On December 23rd, almost two months later, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation reported finding a dead black bear that had eaten a large amount of the cocaine from the jettisoned containers. The containers held about 34 kilograms of cocaine, valued at $2 million. And by the time the scene was studied by government authorities, all the containers had been ripped open with their contents scattered. The chief examiner from the Georgia State Camp Crime Lab, Dr. Kenneth Alonso, stated that the bear's stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine.
1: Very nice. Okay. Uh, let us... Uh, <laughs> I'm still entertained by just... Koki Pablo Biber. Escobar. Pablo Escobar and the <laughs> bear. <laughs> okay all right i'm gonna go to one of my classic uh here's a story questions yes so here's a story <laughs> frank mcnamara frank mcnamara i'm not sure how to say it but okay mcnamara was dining with this mcnamara do you already know the answer Reneet? What?
0: uh how are you no. already correcting me <laughs> okay <Good. laughs>
1: Okay. No, I know how that name is pronounced. It's all, that's all. Yeah. All right. Thank God. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you had figured it out. But okay. Friend McNamara was dining with his clients and realized he had left his wallet in another suit. His wife paid the bill. And this led McNamara to think of a wonderful little change or rather creation, an invention as such, that would that would change the way... We pay. What did he come up with?
0: Is this the origin of the credit card? Um,
1: not exactly, but, but close. Mm,
0: the ATM card? No, no. Okay. <laughs> okay, those are my two best guesses then, Bobo. do out the window. Okay, so he did not have... He forgot his purse, right?
1: Yes. You're very close. Obviously, you're very, very close. And uh, I, will, I will go so far as to saying a lot of historians would say this this is the beginning of contemporary credit but it isn't okay. the credit card in general it is something a lot more specific
0: the first credit cards were diners club cards
1: well is that
0: you're,
1: you're there yeah there it is diners club cuz they were dining and and uh, he thought of way of making Paying at restaurants and multipurpose payments but, easier. Uh, but Diners Club still,
0: Club? I mean, like they do issue credit cards, right? Those were credit cards. No, I mean, just, you, I mean, You're right. Okay. It was credit card. It was
1: just the Diners Club was formed when.
0: Okay. So uh, it's only eating. for, uh, the, uh, when it started, it was only for uh, eating out.
1: I believe that's how it originated. And it was specifically the, okay. you know, the company Diners Club. Yeah. The idea for Diners Club was conceived at this particular restaurant. And here's another additional piece of trivia. And you can Uh actually answer this question. So here's a part two to the question. Uh McNamara returned to the same restaurant the following February 1950. So next year,
0: year, in February. And
1: he paid for his meal using a cardboard cardboard charge card and a signature. So that was perhaps the first time uh, a card was used for such a purpose. And the story became well known. The Diners Club official history refers Mm -hmm. to this meal as what? Since you asked me for a pun-based
0: answer. They have a very clever name for it, I'm guessing.
1: Well, very is not not necessarily (laughs) very clever, but uh, somewhat clever. It's a biblical reference.
0: A biblical reference to a card. No, not card. Okay. A commandment then.
1: To eating.
0: A biblical reference to eating. That would be the feast at Cana where uh, Jesus turned water to wine?
1: No, no, not that.
0: No, okay. What other eating references are there in the Bible? Okay, let's start with Genesis. <laughs> <The apple>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll make our way forward. No, I'll give you a hint. Um, it, okay. is, it is also a famous painting.
0: The Last Supper. So, plus so last...
1: official history refers to this meal as the first supper. Ah, okay, nice, nice. By the historians as the beginnings of contemporary credit. That's how...
0: No, that's that's a very nice question. Very nice question. In 2016, children across the world and their parents were in utter shock as the head of Egypt's state information service claimed that X was the root cause of all the violence that happens in the Arab world. Soon after the speech was delivered, Yoom 7, an Egyptian newspaper, published an article titled Five Accusations X Faces in Egypt and explained about how it is helping children to come up with sinister plans and encourages the use of weapons like guns, chainsaws, etc. So I just need you to identify X, which is the which is identified by the head of Egypt's State Information Service. ...as being the root cause of all the violence that happens in the Middle East. I would roll out the usual suspects. Is it a video game? Is it, is it a yeah, have to, It's book. a specific intellectual property that you have to... Uh, you'll need to give me something really specific.
1: But is it specifically... They, they say that this has ruined or whatever. This has caused all these issues in the
0: Middle East only?
1: Or is it generally no, across no, the okay, world?
0: So I'll, okay, let me, let me just put it this way. Okay. He, offer, he also offered the example of violent movies and video games mm-hmm. along with mm-hmm. this. Okay. And I quote, blank or X, portrays the violence in a funny manner and sends the message that yes, I can hit him and I can blow him up with explosives. It becomes set in the viewer's mind that this is natural.
1: Is it Grand Theft Auto, the game no. GTA?
0: No, I mean, he specifically mentioned this particular intellectual property, but he also went on to blame video games. Okay. But that's like a general, like he specific, he just mentioned video games in general, saying that it has become very normal from a young man to spend long hours playing video games, killing and spilling blood, and he's happy and content. Which uh, year was this? This is in 2016. So, there's one particular intellectual property. I'll give you an additional clue. It's a cartoon.
1: Roadrunner? Very good guess, but no. Okay.
0: Very good guess, but no. Dexter's
1: lab, but there's no... You're getting a
0: little colder. You are very warm with Roadrunner, so... And it's not Bugs Bunny? It's not Bugs Bunny. Let's say that you are in the uh, wrong animation house right now. Your guesses have all been so in the wrong animation house.
1: So, is it It's not Hanna Barbara?
0: No, it is Hanna Barbara.
1: Oh, wait, it is Hanna Barbara. Bugs Bunny is? Uh...
0: Warner Brothers.
1: Oh, right, right. It's Warner Brothers.
0: Hanna Barbara. It was created by Hanna and Barbara. Hmm. And it is owned by Warner Brothers from 1986 onwards. But yeah. it was created by Hanna Barbara.
1: And it's one of those classic cartoons that everybody has seen. Okay, I'm gonna reel off a few. Let me know when I
0: hit the one. Um, <laughs> Tom and Jerry. It is Tom and Jerry. <laughs>
1: okay. all, right. all right.
0: Okay. He basically uh, said it in a speech at Cairo University. He said all the things which I've already mentioned before, and mm. on the privately media owned a uh, privately owned media website, Yoom Seven. An article popped up after a speech which said, five accusations Tom and Jerry faces in Egypt. The article was about how children learn bad habits from the American cartoon, such as smoking, stealing and drinking booze. And it also opens that the cartoon warps the idea of justice, helps children come up with sinister plans and encourages the violence and the use of sharp instruments such as knives, guns and chainsaws.
1: Oh, come on. Tom and Jerry is one of the least violent cartoons out there.
0: It is... Oh, how dare you! Dave. Like okay. Tom comes up every month, every day, every week with different ways to kill Jerry. <laughs> it is only by yeah, the grace funny. of God that Jerry survives.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's a very silly quote, but it's a very fun question, sir. So like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Technically, technically, and this mm-hmm. is my next question. So technically, Prince Charles. Before, before he became the king, had a scam being run in his name. Okay. Which famous scam do I speak of?
0: As in the scam was called the Prince Charles? Like, what, what are we no, talking? it is not
1: called the Prince Charles. <laughs> There's just a lot of technicalities in this question. <laughs> I just love the okay. coincidence of it.
0: He's got a lot of um, uh, you know, controversial you know, parts of his life. Is there anything related to that? Technically, he it has was...
1: nothing to do with him. But uh, okay. to do with an uh, entirely different country.
0: Entirely different country?
1: Yeah. It doesn't even have to do anything with the UK, technically.
0: Would it be Nigeria?
1: <laughs> yes, you are right. Can you make the me,
0: though? Nigerian Prince Cam would now be called the Prince Charles Cam or something yes. like that? Or they claim to be Prince <laughs> okay. Charles? So,
1: despite, despite the fact that Nigeria has this very popular Nigerian Prince Cam, Nigeria has not been a monarchy in the longest of times. And the last monarch that Nigeria did have was Elizabeth II back in the 1960s. So the last Nigerian prince that ever existed was Prince Charles. So (laughs) if there was ever a Nigerian prince... (laughs)
0: okay was okay ever a nigerian
1: prince who had lost his right to the throne and wanted to come back into power in nigeria that would have been prince charles
0: okay that that's a nice one that's a nice one
1: Okay. <laughs> i'm just picturing charles sitting on a computer and just typing up an email saying
0: hey can you send me some money <laughs> Go back to Nigeria and get my throne. An- another recommendation coming through. There is an extremely funny series available on Netflix called The Windsors. I, it, okay. it is just drop dead funny. You have to watch it. Everybody uh, who's All listening, right. please watch it. It is well worth your time. Especially if you know anything about the royal family, it is the height of absurdity. So let's move on to history. Okay. Uh, you've heard of the Sumerian civilization, one of the oldest uh, known civilizations in you know, recorded human history. Mm. So Sumerian texts re- uh, repeatedly refer to three important centers which, which with which they traded. The first is Magan, which uh, is currently believed to refer to an area encompassing parts of modern day the UAE and Oman. The second okay. is Dilmun, which uh, you know, I've been taught all my life is modern-day Bahrain and parts of Kuwait. And the third was the Indus Valley civilization. They used to trade right. with the Indus Valley civilization. Simple question: What did they call the Indus Valley civilization? What did the Sumerians call the Indus Valley civilization? It's not an ob- it's not some obscure name. Trust me, if you have lived in India in the past ten years, you have definitely. And you're an English speaker, you've definitely heard the name. Even if you were not an English speaker, you probably have heard the
1: name. Oh, interesting. And you said if you've lived in India for the past 10 years. Yes, 10-15 years. 10-15
0: years. In yeah. the
1: very, very uh, recent past then. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say uh, Harappan or, or Mohantadaro or no, something like that, the, but no.
0: no. Those are names we gave. We gave it based on the places where they were discovered, right? The first major Fair sites. Enough. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They probably didn't call it that back then. You're right.
0: I will give you a clue.
1: Okay, I'll take a clue. Yeah.
0: Uh, think modern day pop culture, Indian pop culture, which is not always restricted to just movies or TV.
1: I can't think of anything which is significant enough in the Indian musical scene. I was going to say any famous music or musician.
0: Uh, I wouldn't say music. Okay,
1: so not. Behind. I'll
0: I'll give it to you. It's literature. It's Indian literature. Let's give. Let's put it this way. I'll give it to you a, a little more direct clue.
1: Wow, Indian literature, recent, very recent history, and that is the name that they used to refer to. I am drawing a complete blank. No, I have no idea.
0: The a uh, piece of literature that I'm talking about, though I will call it loosely literature. uh this piece of literature that I'm talking about brought a resurgence uh, amongst Indian authors. As a whole, uh, the, a brand new uh, genre was created. I'm not called brand new. There were d- authors oh. who kind of uh, talked about it or written about it earlier. But this kind of you know it brought around a resurgence. Now basically, you go on Amazon and you find 150 different variants of the same book.
1: I'm gonna guess Melua. Yes, it is Melua. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So,
0: Melua was the uh, name that the Sumerians called the Indus Valley civilization. I see. Interesting.
1: Wait, so uh, I'm assuming they existed at the same time. So, has their... Okay, this is going to, again, display my absolute ignorance, but uh, did they have a written form of language? Has that been deciphered?
0: Yes. The Sumerians did have uh, a cuneiform... They had a cuneiform... uh, Kind of writing system, there are okay. tablets which have been uh, discovered which show you know bills of lading and things like that where they have rules and whatnot. So, yes, right, uh, right, the right. Sumerians did have uh, because, yeah, they are one of the earliest recorded civilizations to have uh, a proper writing.
1: Okay, great. I think that's the end of our episode.
0: Yes, that is the end of our episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We hope you enjoyed the show, learned something new. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to us now. It'll help us reach a wider audience, allows more people to discover, love the show. We'd also love to hear from you feedback, suggestions, trivia, sponsorship, say, you never know. You can reach us on Instagram at Are you Quizzing Me? We appreciate your support and look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future. Please stay tuned for Aditya's fact check after the musical sting. But for now, it's all from me. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day.
1: See you guys next week.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: And here's the fact check for the episode. In the fictional universe of Jagda India, Kabir Khan's Indian men's hockey team loses 0-1 to Pakistan. This match happens sometime in either March or May of 1997, based on the date of the newspaper articles defaming and maligning his name. Khan shows up to the meeting expressing his desire to coach the Indian women's hockey team seven years and three months later. In the same meeting, it is mentioned that the Women's Hockey World Cup is in three more months. Doing the math, this means the World Cup happened in 2004 in this fictional universe. So, technically, Ultratech Cement was the official sponsor of the Indian women's hockey team at the World Championship in 2004 and not 2007, according to this fictional universe. I must admit, this is the first time i found a fact check to be entirely frivolous and way too much unnecessary effort. But hey, any excuse to watch check the India? Heroin was a brand name for diacetyl morphine and was trademarked by Bayer from eighteen ninety eight to nineteen ten. Adrenaline spelled A D R E N A L I N was trademarked by Park, Davis and Co. However, adrenaline spelled with an E at the end is still a common usage term for the same hormone that is also referred to as epinephrine. Bayer trademarked aspirin in 1899, and the chemical name for the same is Acetyl Salicyclic Acid. Tom and Jerry was created by Hannah and Barbara when they worked for MGM back in 1940. From 1940 to 1986, it was owned by MGM Studios, and post-1986, it has been owned by Warner Brothers. The Hannah and Barbara studio never owned Tom and Jerry. And that's all for the fact check.